0: and not in attending the One right Church. Let's get started. Well, hey, Scott. Hey, Mark. Good to be back. Yeah, we've got another guest again. Um, my son, Andrew, is joining us. Hey, Andrew. Okay. Hello. Thanks for having me. So, I, it was interesting to me. Andrew heard a couple of the first episodes of the podcast and immediately texted me and said, your experience was different than mine, and I'd like to come on and talk about it so okay well that's maybe, a good, that's a good outcome. I mean, yeah,
1: first of all, it's a good outcome that you can convince your family to listen to your podcast I, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good, but then when they listen and actually have a constructive response like one to come, talk, that's good too so yeah
0: yeah, so um yeah, I thought he could come on, tell some of those differences, just pretend I'm not here don't if there's anything you have to say bad about me, I'll just. Not now,
1: now would be the perfect time. Yeah. Is the other thing. Yeah. So, no. So, yeah. Take us back. And how did it get started for you?
2: Yeah. So I, um, I grew up with a good set of parents. You know, me and my sister and everybody got along. You know, there was no family drama. None of. You know, there was a lot of that around. So it, I was lucky in that regard. Mm-hmm. But um, growing up, I was very I mean as as into sports as I could be without you know some of the rules didn't allow joining like high school sports teams stuff like that mm. but we would kind of um put together our own church leagues and that was by far the most important thing in my life was okay. was sports and um basically that it just leads into how I looked to others that was that was all I cared about was my appearance to my peers and what they thought of me, but that, that gets me to a very (laughs) troubled teenage life, like just very selfish, getting into trouble a lot. My sister was the, was the good kid. Um, don't uh, you hate that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just got to
1: say, I mean, (laughs) I have four sisters, so (laughs) I am, I understand.
2: Yeah. Um, I got married at 19 to Mm -hmm. my wife, Madison. Um, family was very hesitant. Like I was I was a bad enough kid that they were they were not in love with the idea of handing their daughter off to me. So oh. um by God's grace they allowed that to happen and we got married in twenty seventeen. Um, had a miscarriage about a year after that, maybe two years. Okay. Um, and that's kind of when I probably the first time in my life where I actually thought about, you know, anything, Um, wanted to open the Bible and see why something like this would happen. You know, it didn't make any Mm. sense. And just kind of led to me feeling the guilt, like it was my fault that that happened because that's just kind of, I don't know, that was kind of how it was sold. And that's
1: a natural way to feel after that. I mean, I think that... Is very common. I wouldn't surprise me a bit if Madison felt the same way. I, she did, yeah. Probably, yeah.
2: Um, but shortly after that, um, my sister and Madison were actually um, pregnant at the same time. Um, Kimberly had her child first, and that's you got to hear that in, in Dad's testimony, okay, his, his experience yeah. with that. Um, my experience was a lot different. His was a turning point, turning to Jesus' point, and mine was a just—turned me angry at the whole family on how that situation was handled. Like, I felt like we knew better. We were better than just letting her sit in the room like that for days. But
0: um, Just to be clear, you're saying you you felt like we should have— Sought medical care, yes. sought help.
2: Yes, but that's very hypocritical of me to say because I could have easily picked up the phone and done the same thing, and I I oh. chose not to as well. So, um,
1: well, and some of that probably had to do with the fact that Madison had had a miscarriage, and yeah, you felt you felt it differently than other people felt it.
2: Yeah, mm. it was just kind of there were days like preparing myself mentally to not have my sister anymore, and that was kind of wow. All of the all of that stuff happening within a couple of years of each other was kind of a wake up call for me a little bit like something's just this isn't right this can't be how this is supposed to go. Um, fast forward a little bit, um, Dad talked about in his testimony that um, group text that was going around with um, some of the it was it was pretty much all older. You can people, say it, old, old guys. You yeah. go ahead and say yeah. it. I was probably the youngest to end up in that for at least a little while. But um, Dad was persistent with, um, you know, hey, I really think you you should listen to some of these or just at least join the group and see what what you think about it. You know, I don't remember how he worded it exactly, but he brought it up enough times that my— Honest thoughts were, okay, if I just do this, if I join the group text, he'll at least stop asking me about it.
1: Oh, good and good motive for yeah, you there. That, yeah, no, that
2: works. That's the honest motive. But it works. Um, yeah, I, it,
1: yeah, I'll take it. I'll, yeah, yeah,
2: and that just one of the pinned sermons that was being sent around was called um, The Pharisee and the Tax Collector. So that I was just the first one I clicked on, like, okay, okay, let's see what this is all about, and it was just... About 48 minutes of, for me, it was nothing but tears. And I was at my job as a um, carpenter. I was actually hanging from a rebar wall at work, crying. Like, oh, I, yeah, I had to leave work early because of the sermon making me, I was just broken. Like, I didn't know. Hmm.
1: Did you have any background in that? Had you heard that story before or no. anything like that? No. Okay. I'd,
2: Dad would probably be a little disappointed to hear this, but I never—I I couldn't remember a single word from the Bible until uh, until I was an adult. Like okay. I didn't read the Bible as a kid, and I wasn't interested in reading the Bible as a kid, so that was new to me. This
1: wasn't—was this the first sermon, or just an early sermon? That was
2: the first sermon I had ever heard. And so I mean, thir- I, Dad, this this comes out. Dad had been talking to us, you know, the kids, and right. explaining kind of some of these things to us, so the ideas weren't totally new to me. But I had never heard it um, presented or preached before, and it was just...
0: uh, What was it specifically about the Pharisee and the tax collector? Do Do you remember, like, what you felt when you were listening to that?
2: The first time I ever heard it, I just what broke me the first time was realizing the things that the Pharisee prays for or praises himself for. It's not even really a prayer. Um, Mm. That would be something I would have, I could see myself praying for that. You know, I'm, I'm here in the one right church. I'm part of the one congregation. I haven't, Went to the hospital. Haven't done, you know, just these these things that made me feel like, like the Pharisee felt, you know. Thank you, God, for not making me like this disgusting sinner. Okay. And that was, yeah, it just flipped my whole world upside down. Yeah, I
0: didn't mean to interrupt, but that was the same impact on me as I realized that I was doing that. I was looking at everyone outside of our church as. The Pharisee looked at the sinner. And that just made it real to me when I when I read that part. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to no, see if that was the same.
2: It's exactly the same, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that started a crazy like thirst for more. You know, figure out okay, if if everything I've done for I think twenty twenty-one years at that point. If everything I've done for 21 years is wrong, then I've got some work to do. Like, i got to figure out. I had Colby at that time. Okay. Like, um, I have to make this make sense to me so that I can make it make sense to my family. Because they weren't... Madison wasn't listening to those with me. You know, she she wasn't closed off to the idea of them, but she wasn't really interested in hearing them yet. Hmm. So... Uh, let's see. That gets us to, yeah. That's when the whole, my whole life kind of started changing. Um, we were struggling pretty bad fitting in out there. You know, once once I we realized what grace was and what the Pharisee and the tax collector was, that made it really hard to keep going out there willingly. So
1: was it willing on your part, or did because people knew you were listening sermons?
2: Both. Oh, both. Yeah, okay. both. We, I I wasn't shy. I had my you know my some of my friends, brother in law. I would like you know I don't I don't care what if you're not okay with listening to it or not. I'm going to send it to you, and then you can make that decision if you wanna if you want to hear it. Um, some people didn't. well I didn't like that very much, and. Um, let's see, dad was, I mean, I, I could tell dad was really struggling Yeah, you know, I felt like I was struggling, but, but dad, mom and dad at that point were, were really, really having a hard time just with a lot of stuff, staying out there, you know, a lot of their friends leaving there and, um, it, we all went on a vacation he talked about, um, in his testimony, went to Cricket River Ranch for the regular annual trip that we always did. And that's when um, New Life, it was, it was a New Life video, I, I believe.
1: It was shot here, yeah.
2: Shot here, at least. Um, came out with some couples kind of kind of doing this, giving some of their testimony and explaining how they got to where they are and mm-hmm. what Jesus had done for them, and it was really cool for me to see and that was just not what everyone else thought that was there and that's oh, interesting that was interesting that you know to see it who i the last people that i thought we were friends with like oh we're not we're not on the same we're not on the same page and our reactions so, to that are very So this was
1: after you had not fit in with other people now you had you were with some people that you were close to and then yeah. your reaction didn't match that Yeah. didn't,
2: didn't match that okay I, I was not willing to give up. I, still, having said all of this, I was still not willing to give up my comfortable life that I had known for 21, 22 years. And it it was a Tuesday, maybe Wednesday night. Um, my mom cuts my hair. She has my whole life. So I went over to mom's for a haircut. Price is,
1: price is right, probably. Right? Yeah, this
2: was pretty soon after that that vacation. Um and mom and dad just made it very clear, you know, more than they had before that um, they didn't see themselves going there very much longer. Like they, they were pretty soon they were going to need to follow this, this new Jesus they had in in their life. Um, (laughs) And I was not willing to do that myself at the, at that point. So it, freaked me out and I didn't know I knew I was going to have to make a decision am I gonna give up my mom and dad or not because that's gonna that's gonna decide what my family's life is gonna be like from here on out right and I I was a mess went home and you know my my wife sees me come in the front door a mess when I'm supposed to be getting a haircut and so she (laughs) asks what is going on and it was just me crying. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to give up mom and dad. That's, you know, that they're making me choose. I, I don't, it's the only choice. And my wife says, well, what if, what if we don't, we're not going to do that. She's, she's always the, she's the voice of reason in our house. <laughs> mm. And But she said, I, I've listened to all the same sermons you have and, you, we can't give them up. That just doesn't make any sense. So hours of conversation go by, and and somehow I get from I'm going to have to give up my mom and dad to let's go see what a different church is like. Just so we know, just like, in that one night, we weren't going to tell anybody about it. It was going to be kind of a secret thing, or as much as you know, we were going to try our best to make it a secret thing. That let's go, let's go see what it's like before we have before we make any decisions so that sunday we decided to go to a church that at that time um uncle gary had already left he he's attending this other church in malala so let's just you know we can be comfortable with them let's go see what it see what it's like and it was so different just i mean it the fighting fighting people that disagree with you and just basically pushing you to the side and you don't know who you can talk to and who you can't, and then seeing what we saw Sunday was just the unconditional bunch of strangers. You know, we've we been praying for you for years is what some people that I had never met before were telling us, and it was just, I mean, it was, it was great. It was what church should be like. So then, we realize, okay, well, th- that's it. That's our decision. We, we, we can't go back there. We can't justify going back there anymore. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. We've, we've accepted grace. We've seen, we've seen what church is like. It's not this scary, scary thing that we've been told it was our whole okay. life. And it, at that point, it was it was pretty easy decision to we're going to have to start telling our family you know we're we're not coming back we're we're leaving
1: so you went from responding to your mom and dad yeah. now to having to tell them the shoes on the other foot right. a little bit
2: yeah that's that's the that's the kind of the funny part it was it was 4 days since they were kind of hinting at the fact that they were going to be leaving in the near future and so i believe my timeline's probably a little wrong, but shortly after we we told Mom and Dad, hey we're well actually was it before we went yeah. to church or was it after
0: yeah i'm I'm very clear on the timeline yeah i I'm, I'm this is not my strong suit <laughs> yeah. I, it's, no no it's uh, there was a lot going on, but it it was very impactful, but that uh it was the next night that you asked us to come over and you wanted to talk to Uncle Dale and Auntie Erica and Gary and Maria, and um, we didn't know what it was about. We had oh. no idea. So so you didn't okay, just start small. Well, you got the whole extended family. And, and,
2: the, and the way that I left their house, I'm sure you guys were assuming.
0: Yeah, we didn't know if it was going to be them letting us know that they couldn't be part of our life anymore or what. And, I should have told them that
2: on the phone. I guess I've made them worry for nothing,
0: but yeah. <laughs> it's probably it, good for him. It, yeah. Yeah. And so that, that Wednesday night before you went to church on Sunday, you told us that you were going to, but we didn't, we didn't tell anyone because we, what if they changed their mind in the next few days, right. even the thought, or, um, if someone was considering going to another church would have, you know, you might as well, uh, it would end your, your social life. Um, so we didn't, we, and that's been, that's been kind of held against us as us being deceitful and hiding things. And, uh, and the truth is we just, we weren't going to say anything about it until it actually happened. We we weren't going to warn everyone that Andrew and Madison might go to another church on Sunday. And honestly, we we were relieved that they were going to go to another church on Sunday is the truth of it. And we didn't know how to tell people that either. Mm. And so once they did go to church on Sunday, then the, the cat's out of the bag. Now we had to go. We wanted family to hear it from us or from them and not through the grapevine. We thought that was the respectful thing to do. But those, those conversations didn't, didn't go very well. People are not receptive to but that. That's not this conversation yeah. he's describing Right. that
1: was just you even before this yeah. saying they went
0: saying that they went it's so not, it's nothing future oriented at this right, point okay. right exactly so yeah
2: yeah that's when the those conversations start with the rest of your family the extended family and they the typical protocol i guess you would call it is to get as much of the family as you can in the meeting to try and Change your mind, basically, or to force you to see what what you're giving up in 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 their eyes, and so it led to some um, unfortunate situations in in some of those that um, I I definitely didn't handle well. That's some of my biggest regrets. Is
0: mm. uh, yeah, we've talked about wanting do overs on a lot of those conversations. Oh, I would imagine. There's
2: yeah. Would love um, to have do overs on some of those. But. Yeah, there's do overs would be nice in a lot of situations. Um,
1: well, maybe someday you'll get a do over. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, but it it led to um, my wife lost temporarily lost everybody on her side of the family. She, you know, she she was strong enough in her her. She was convicted strong enough that it it didn't slow her down at all. She wow she was willing to you know okay if that's if that's your guys' decision I, i'm not changing my mind so um that was that was unfortunate and and tough but i mean it, it was what it was we weren't going to we, we can't unhear the things we had heard mm-hmm. at that point so mm-hmm. we did our best to pass that information along before we left but like i said i i didn't do that the best way um, but it one one thing I will never forget that um some of them had the biggest problem with was me sharing my feelings on this on the Pharisee and the tax collector and and how i how that changed me that just that one sermon by itself so
1: all you did was relay what you had heard about the tax collector and, and the Pharisee and
2: and just how I was the Pharisee in this oh. in this story and I, I, don't, I don't remember the the wording that I used, but it all they heard was me calling them Pharisees, which
1: <laughs> you, you weren't doing. I but wasn't it trying was trying to do
2: right offensively. I, it, it is. I mean, it, yeah. I was, but I was involved. I was included in that. Sure, I, that's. I wasn't trying to uh, point the finger at anybody. I was just sharing with them. It was us, not you, right? Yeah. Us, and and they really didn't like that. Um, And I kind of use that to kind of point out what I saw as far as the, um, you you know, withdrawing from family or giving up family, that you're, all you're doing is saying that you're better than me. By giving up, by my wife's parents giving her up, they're just, not just them, but you're saying that you're not, you're not worthy of me. You're. You're below me, don't mm. you're gonna uh, one of the one of the terms that is used a lot is um you're gonna drag me down well, if you're being drugged down then you must you, you have that means you're up high somewhere, oh, and that's 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 kind of the point I was trying to make. I did it very poorly, obviously, but um yeah, so that and that's still i think if I could go do one thing different, mm. I would make this point differently that I'd find a softer way to explain what, what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it hit you hard. And so you yeah. delivered it hard kind of, I imagine.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we were going through a lot at the time. Right. So it's, right. I, I couldn't even say now that I would do it differently if I mm. had to do it all over again. But,
0: and, and there's perspectives too, when people are saying that, like you're saying that, um, if someone says that they're withdrawing from you or rejecting you, that they're saying they're better than you, there's another perspective of that too, because I I am old enough that I've been on both sides of that. And I would have never agreed that I was saying that I was better than someone that I was rejecting. I would have said that uh, they've made their choice. I'm rejecting them to try and... um, like provoke them to jealousy to to make them want to come back to this to to draw them back to the church it's so it isn't a it isn't an attitude or an intentional attitude of saying i'm better than someone it's uh, i really believe that some of them think they know what is best for me and that rejecting me now would be better for me in the long run if i would Come back to that. So, I, it it's it feels different from both sides of it, and I've I've been on both I'm sides sure, of it, sure and it, it, does, yeah. it feels very different. So, um, I just anyway.
2: That's that's part of of what interested me in on to come on was that I you got to live through it for forty years. You got to have your kids get married and and have to go through all that, and I all I had to do was do what I was told. I know I had a, hmm. this is not, I'm not, i made plenty of bad decisions on my own, but I was only in, I, I was only married for what, three years when, when the decisions got hard, I just, I just got out. I didn't have to, I didn't have some of the baggage, some of the same baggage that, that dad had, if you know, growing up in a house that has, um, Heard from the last preacher that they had is a lot different than growing up 50 years later. You know, it's, I I think there's a lot of different baggage generation to generation, and it's just more um, peer pressure as it goes on. You know, like um,
1: younger people have more peer pressure than older people. Every generation,
2: it's just, it's less and less about the church's um, origin. Or, or even what they believe or, or even what's... what they at least believed at the beginning, right. you know, it's, it's just, it changes dramatically. I think every, every generation that um, I was told with every, with every question that I ever had, it was, well, go find an, an old guy to, to talk to and, and ask him. And Okay. I don't have a problem with that. So I would go do that. And, Every single older man that I would talk to would have a different answer and a different reason, and for the same question. For the same question, and That'd it was like this is just not logically. This just doesn't make any sense. I, there has to be a better way. A better way to mm. find these answers, and there is. It's, it's called the Bible. Um, I just didn't read it.
1: And you, and you, no, they didn't point you there. They pointed you to the older That's, man. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I do have a few questions. I don't know if you're shoot at the end, but you left me hanging a little bit. You called this meeting with uh, your uncles and aunts and mom and dad, oh, yeah. and then I, I I didn't hear how that went down.
2: Yeah, so I, I called dad and asked him to— I think he was already at Uncle Dale and Aunt Erica's house. Um, I was probably planning on just talking to dad and mom and dad at the time, but they were there already, so um, he asked me— are you okay coming over here? Uh, Uncle Gary and Auntie Maria are here. I don't know, you know, making sure I was okay with that cuz they had left already. And yeah, I, I'm yep, yeah, I'm fine with that. So I we went over there. Um my sister and her husband weren't weren't there. They were the only immediate family that that wasn't there. Um But yeah, we we told them we were happy to, to I knew Dad and Uncle Dale would be Happy for me and a little jealous, maybe, that we were going to a different church right away. But, um, yeah, it was well-received from, from my family. Her okay. her family was a lot different.
1: The, the other thing that you had said, if I can interrupt and just get all my questions answered anyway, mm-hmm. you had uh, said at first that you—would you say that you had essentially repented or come to faith when you heard this very first sermon—
2: Yes, very much so. Really that was a very me, that was what you would say. Me alone first, and then shortly, probably a week or so later, I shared it with Madison and she had the the same reaction. You know, it was
1: So she so all along she was kind of did she listen to sermons with you and you guys
2: one one part I left out of <laughs> I I do remember now that she when I told her, Okay, let's just Let's just go see what it's like. Let's not, don't tell anybody. We'll just, let's go see what a different church is like. And she said, Oh, I've been waiting for you to say that. Really? Like she had, she had been ready for a while. I don't know how long. That's a good question for her, but Hmm. it just, it worked very graciously for for oh, us
0: that's pretty cool i'm glad i asked i guess yeah really something to be super thankful for because not everybody has gotten that there's that there's a been, lot different reaction than yeah
1: some other families yeah, yeah, there yeah
0: that, been,
2: that conversation has ended you know a handful of marriages before right and and i i, I wasn't worried that that was going to happen or at least that i can remember um but I didn't expect for her to be already already there, and <laughs> so I got I got very lucky with that.
0: Mm. And now you've got um, your daughter gets to go to mm. Sunday school. Um, she's yeah. Tell us a little bit about what life is like yeah. now.
2: Colby, our our first child, is six now. That she was born in. Um, yeah, I guess I, that's an important part of my story, too, was there was a, a couple about our age that um, had their, they were giving birth about a week before Madison was due to to give birth to Colby, um, and it, it did not go well for them. They ended up losing one of their twin, one of their twins, um, and they chose to do it the traditional way, and... Ooh ended up down the road getting, getting sentenced and, you know, and I had, I, I knew enough at that time that I, I, I knew that I wasn't going to let that happen. I wasn't going to decide to go that route. Um, I think that's when the red flags for her family started going up because I had a meeting with her family and just said, we're having the baby at your house. Thank you for that. Um, but, that is not going to happen. I'm going to mm. call um, for medical help at the first, you know, the first sign of trouble. And they didn't really fight it because it was a fight. They it was hypothetical. weren't going to win, but, yeah. they, but it was also they hypothetical also were at that not, point. Yeah. They were not happy with 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 that decision. It it didn't go that way. Madison had a healthy baby and was healthy herself, so that didn't have to happen. But. um yeah, that was a. Oh. And Colby, sorry, this Colby was uh, an important piece to our puzzle too. Was we do not want to raise our kid here. You know, we don't. We know it's wrong, at this point, or at least um, know enough that we didn't want to raise our child there. So that was that was a big part of of our okay. decision. Um, and now she's going to. Sunday school here Mm -hmm. every Sunday, and um, she's going to a Christian school. Um, It's it's great. She's learning about Jesus at the age of four. She's six now. Mm -hmm. Um, She knows more about Jesus at six than I did at 21, and I'm very happy with that.
0: Mm.
1: Good for you and good for her. Yeah, Yeah, good for her. I mean, I'm
0: happy. Good for her, yeah.
1: She's a happy little girl too. So yeah.
0: Well, we usually bring up a hymn in one of these. Did you have any in mind?
2: I did. Um, it's it's one you guys have used already, but it it just it fits too well with with my story and um,
0: yeah.
2: Rock of, Ages. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages is what it's called. Um, I, I'm not going to read. Um, the whole thing obviously but there's a couple couple parts in here that i i sang every other week for for 20 years and never never thought about what i was singing and um it's it's second line in the second verse in the song is not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy laws demands could my zeal no respite no could my tears forever flow all for sin could not atone Thou must save, and thou alone. It's, yeah, it has a very powerful meaning when you when you know Jesus and you know the work He did for me, and yeah, very happy that's and cool. thankful that we are in
0: Jesus now. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, and cause that and that's really the the driving point, I mean, for this whole podcast really is not, um, it's success is not um, leaving followers. That, that's not what success is. Success is knowing Jesus. Success is, uh, you know, a good outcome is to have a relationship with Jesus and know that we don't have to um, have the labors of our hands Fulfill the law's demands that, mm. that Jesus has done that, and so it's just, uh, yeah, it's really good to hear uh, from the next generation's perspective. I bet it is. Uh, well, yeah, that it is. So. Well, thanks for being here.
2: Yeah, if you don't mind, I want to share one one question that I was asked in the in the heart of my okay um, coming to grace experience, and it was Jesus. Jesus said it was finished on the cross at the crucifixion. So if you believe that you have to bring anything to the table on top of that for your salvation, are are you, are you right in that? Or is Jesus wrong in saying that it was finished? And that was a crumbling question for me. Do I, mm. Mm. is Jesus lying or am I maybe wrong on that? Oh, interesting. So, mm something to think about.
1: Yeah, that was a good one not to leave off there.
0: Thanks there's, for adding it. Yeah, there's uh when when our pride is so high, sometimes it takes a question like that, like when we think when we think we have something figured out and I've been there, when I think I have things figured out and then you're confronted with something like that. Well, then was Jesus lying when he said and then that that has a way of crumbling your pride. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> Glad you're here.
0: Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onewrightchurch.com Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.